be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and what is acceptable and perfect. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you allow us to be your hands and your feet. That you allow us to work hand in hand with you to impact the world, but also for change in our own lives. So we ask that as we review our vision, our goals, our ideals for Advent Hope this year and the years to come, that your blessing would be upon us. Give us wisdom, give us understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Romans chapter 2, verse, excuse me, 12, verse 2, says, Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. That's from the Common English Bible. But it gets clearer. The New Living Translation says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. It continues to get clearer with the amplified version of the Bible. And do not be conformed to this world, parentheses, of those parentheses, any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. As we're talking about transformation this morning, the last few sermons, Pastor Todd has led us through our vision and our uh, goals for Advent Hope um, and the, the uh, methods that we use behind the, scene, behind the scenes. And today we're going to continue along those lines. We have uh, put our heads together, Pastor Todd and I, and created a discipleship initiative entitled Whole Life. And so I'm going to be leading you through that this morning. And the heart of it is the goal of transformation. Be ye transformed. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. So when we have a spiritual rebirth, um, a born-again experience with God, we are not of the same makeup as before. John 3, verse 6, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus in the evening, and he says, Jesus says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We, are no, we no longer are children of the world or products of the world. We are children of God. But the Bible continues on the same theme in a number of different passages, specifically 2 Corinthians 5, 17, which says, Therefore, 
If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So here's the point. I'm sure you continue to hear this kind of repeated theme and pattern in those texts. Change, growth, maturation, transformation, newness, a repairing of the mind, a renewed mind. Yes, our mind is broken. It needs to be repaired. We should be changing, transforming for the better as the years go by. So spiritual and holistic transformation is both instantaneous and gradual. So here's the question. And last week we did a kind of different service where we broke into uh, breakouts and discussed a number of questions. And one of those questions that we chatted about last week was what you think the church's role is in supporting you on your spiritual journey. And so that question is kind of the basis for what, we're, what I'm sharing this morning and the discipleship plan. But what is the church's role in facilitating or promoting transformation and personal holistic growth? What is our role? Ultimately, the power to transform comes from God. The Holy Spirit, he's the, he's the source, he's the agent, he's the one causing individuals to become new creations. But what is our role as ministry leaders when it comes to working alongside God to support this transformation? So we're going to go through our whole life discipleship model and explain kind of what we plan to do here at Advent Hope. And we, of course, through this model, we want to encourage you and support you on your journey with God. And this model will continue to be refined as we go, polished, fixed, added, subtracted to. And so here we are. Go ahead and flip the slide for me. So there are four focus areas um, in this discipleship process, um, in the process of developing uh, individuals as students of Jesus, all right? So it's, there's evangelism, which is communicating the good news, right? There's formation, which is whole, uh, formation, which is holistic growth and sanctification. There's justice and mercy, which is embodying the good news and serving alongside our neighbors. And there's faith and work, which is integrating our Christian vocation and our career. So let's kind of talk about those four uh, focus areas, and then we'll transition into the rest of our plan here. Evangelism. For those of us who have grown up in Christian communities, you may have a specific picture of what evangelism looks like. But we have to be careful not to confine evangelism to one form or one method. The key to communicating the good news about Jesus Christ is knowing the time for proclamation of, of your faith through words and also knowing the time to display your faith through actions in your everyday life. There are times to speak and there are times to simply be and let your life speak for itself. So once Jesus Christ begins to live in your heart, you really are already a type of declaration, a living proclamation of the power of God. Uh, uh, Paul calls it um, a letter, right? You are a living letter written on the heart, inscribed. 
So yes, when you are proclaiming the good news from, from a mountaintop, or rather New York from a street corner, uh, you're you are proclaiming the good news, you are evangelizing. But also, yes, by displaying the rare fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, all of those things, you are also proclaiming the good news, you are evangelizing simply by being. So in my opinion, one is a lot harder than the other. <laughs> but both are needed in their proper context. Formation. The process of developing or maturing physically, mentally, and spiritually. When we talk about uh, sanctification, sometimes we like to use these big words, these big Bible words. But think of sanctification this way. Uh, scripture talks a lot about um, metals or specifically gold. It talks about fire. Our God is a consuming fire or even a refiner's fire. When a goldsmith is trying to craft a piece of gold, he first has to purify it. So he'll put it under the fire. And when he puts it under the fire, slowly all of the impure elements from that piece of metal are drawn out. And so when you think of sanctification, as God is developing you, crafting you, what he's really doing is drawing out those impure elements from your character or from your being. And so God basically just leaves behind all the good stuff, your personality, your charm, your humor, all of the good qualities about you that make you you. He refines it, he purifies it, and they shine even brighter. And so through your time spent with others and through your time spent with God, you begin to change. You also begin to mature, right? This is formation. God begins to gradually form you and mold you into his image. Justice and mercy. Embodying the good news and serving alongside our neighbors. Humans were made to live in community with one another. We are not solo beings. We were meant to be uh, with other people. We were made to impact others and also be impacted by others. Our community service and engagement initiative or our volunteer initiative is so important because service to others is one of the most critical and important ways that promotes change and transformation in our personal lives. So it, if you think about if you think about Peter, I think immediately think about Peter as an example, it wasn't until Peter began working with the Gentiles and on behalf of the Gentile communities that he had to confront his personal prejudice against them. God put him in an uncomfortable position so that he could realize and seek change for his own backwards thinking. Be renewed in your mind. Those who we serve in our communities are not simply being impacted by, by us. We are being impacted by them. We're providing for each other what is lacking for the other. In some cases, it's understanding. In some cases, it's resources. But there is an exchange. Faith and work. Integrating our Christian vocation and career. What does it look like to be a Christian in your place of employment? Here's where the principle of being a Christian is so important. Simply living and letting things, letting God exude from you. Certain contexts 
may not be the right place or time to make a public proclamation of your faith, but how do you say something without saying it? And then, when you have the unforced opportunity, when it arises, when your coworker asks you a question about your faith, do you have an answer to respond? We look at people like Joseph, Daniel, Nehemiah, these individuals who worked outside of their religious communities, and we take notes from their lives. They stood out in their places of work because their private life, in their private life, they were deeply consecrated to God, and it overflowed into the rest of the world, their world. Now, go ahead, next slide. Um, All of the activities that we provide here at Advent Hope, they relate in some way to one or all of those focus areas that we just described above. So we're going to talk about some of the things we have going on here, starting with gatherings. There are five types of gatherings that we have uh, here at Advent Hope, and one of them is our Sabbath worship, our celebration, which you guys are a part of right now. Hello. But another type of gathering that we have are our um, education classes or our initiation, education and initiation, right? And that's our, um, the classes that I'll be talking more about later for this whole life discipleship plan um, where we teach the next, some of them coming up, I might as well put an advertisement out right now. What we have coming up is um, a faith lab where you talk about your faith and learn how you can uh, foster growth and We also have how to study and interpret the Bible coming up. We've got some more stuff coming up through the year, so you want to be a part of that. But those are some of our classes that we have. Um, The next type of gathering that we have are peer groups. Now, you probably have already heard about community groups. We've had those for a while here at Advent Hope. But peer groups are high-commitment gatherings. They're social groups. They're groups that are focused on a specific outcome or they're groups for spiritual accountability. And I'm gonna talk later about more specifically the types of peer groups that we have. Then we have meetups, uh, which we've included as another type of gathering. And meetups are um, sometimes one-time events or they're gatherings where you can kind of set the pace for your engagement, whether you want to uh, be there more often or be there less, um, it is really up to you. Those are meetups. And lastly, we have our um, volunteering and our partnerships with other community organizations, and that is our service um, where we try to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Next slide. So what we've done is we've kind of tried to map out what it would potentially look like um, for a four-year cycle. All right, four years going through the whole life discipleship plan. Next slide, please. Starting with classes, each year we'll be providing classes open for anyone to participate in, all right? And classes is in the yellow. We have specific classes or one-time seminars for individuals who are new to Advent Hope um, through baptism or through transferring their membership or um, just coming in and we get you situated, we have classes for you. Then we have other classes addressing more in-depth content for individuals who may be interested in more advanced topics. But 
It's great to take some of the preliminary classes so that you can have a better grasp on some of the later things that we have going on um, in terms of classes. But each year, we'll be covering a variety of topics. So we're expecting individuals to make a commitment to them for a period of time. So these are not things where you sign up and you come to one class and you leave. No, 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 you sign up and you stay there and they're usually only about eight sessions, an hour a session. And um, so that you can learn and grow and, and um, take the content with you. And then we have a service, which is in the orange. Now, the purpose of our community service and engagement initiative, or Advent Hope Volunteering, is to provide opportunities for us to be hands-on members of our community at large and within the Advent Hope community. So that would look like participating in the volunteer initiatives that are promoted. We've been doing a lot with the Bowery Mission. We have more coming. We're currently in the process of hiring a, a director of community service and engagement. So participating in that and all the activities we have once those are available. And also volunteering during our Sabbath services. So whether that's helping with greeting or ushering, um, being a breakout host online or any other special events we may have going on in the Advent Hope community. These are things you can volunteer for and serve with and, and get involved. So definitely that should be continuous throughout your experience here at Advent Hope. Well, you'll notice as you go on to year three and year four, you'll see in the navy blue um, a title of leadership. Now, one of the goals of the discipleship plan is to provide space for individuals to develop leadership abilities in areas where they're particularly gifted. So we don't want you to just sit here and, and intake, intake, intake. We want you to give, and that is the natural flow of things. After a couple of years of taking classes and participating in service and participating in peer groups, the next step is learning how to facilitate some of these activities in a leadership type role. One of the important things about being a student of Jesus uh, or discipleship just in general is that although learning never ends, you do become a teacher at some point in your experience. So whether you've been uh, in church for 50 some years and, and uh, you come and you warm a pew, <laughs> you have to ask yourself, after 50, 50 years, what have you learned? And could you teach that to someone else? A baby cannot always be fed. They must at some point mature and begin to feed themselves and later others. Jesus said, go and make disciples. He said, tell them, teach them all the things that I've taught you. Go and do the same. We should be growing and sharing and eventually becoming leaders and, develop, and, and disciples in our own right. If we are always being taught and never teaching what we've learned, we will become stagnant in our growth. Teaching or leading rather helps one to internalize that which he or she is learning. And also, for those of you with children, your kids become your first students, become your, your first set of disciples. So how will you disciple if you've never been discipled? How will you teach them if you've never actually internalized that which was taught? 
The house of God should be full of individuals capable of communicating the gospel or what they believe and leading others, right, for the growth of the community in some capacity. We all should be contributing to this space and to our neighbors and, and, and friends and those around us. And here's the thing. You don't need to be a new believer to have a new experience with God. Think about people like Peter and Paul, Paul specifically. Paul (laughs) was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was raised in the church and he did this and he did that. And then he has this experience on Damascus Road and his life changes. He is transformed. He's no longer Saul, he's Paul, right? And that can happen at any point in the experience. So revival and transformation in your personal life can happen at any time. Now let's talk about groups, which is in the green. Being transformed, becoming a Christian, changes your whole life. Hence the name, whole life discipleship. I remember my own transformation. Everything changed. My social circle changed. My ideas changed. Everything changed. It impacts everything you do, or at least the reasons why you do them. From your social circles, to your goals, to your future in general. And so our peer groups are here to help build relationships. They're here to help you meet very specific goals in your life. And they're here to help with accountability on your journey, your Christian journey. We need each other. It's as simple as that. We need each other and it's important to have a community that can identify and understand your journey and experience with God. Next slide. So let's talk a little bit more about peer groups, and um, I'll explain to you kind of some of the things that we've um, added here, the the categories. So the first thing is transformation groups. Next slide, please. And transformation groups um, meet for a specific goal. Now, right now, we are piloting our first transformation group, which is a, a fitness transformation group, myself, and the rest of the staff, Nick and Steven and Todd. And I will tell you right now that I am extremely sore. <laughs> I, can barely, I can barely bend, partially because I was not following the plan like, I was, like it was meant to be followed. But <laughs> we are on a fitness transformation. So in 12 weeks, you should see, hopefully, see a difference in all of us. <laughs> Somebody's going to get buff. I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody. (laughs) Um, So transformation goals, they are there. We want to see specific changes in a specific area in our life. So for us, piloting this and and figuring out all the kinks, we decided we want to see a specific change in our physique and our physical health. So that's what we've been working on. But transformation groups will eventually extend to other things and other areas of people's life, such as financial, right? I'm sure people want to see financial transformation. I mean, personally, I've been praying for a blessing of millions of dollars. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm praying for it, okay? And I, pray, I ask that you pray for that too. But also, <laughs> for me, on my behalf, <laughs> go to the Lord. No. Um, Also, we've got uh, Stop Smoking could be a transformation group, diabetes, okay? There's a lot of things that people need to see specific change in, and we want to be here to help and uh, have a community that can support you in that journey. 
So those are transformation groups that we've added, releasing those later this year in 2022. Growth groups. Now, this is also new, but some of you um, have heard of John Wesley, who is one of the founders of, uh, well, is the founder of uh, the Methodist denomination. And something that he is known for is 1700s, was while they were doing these great big evangelistic series and preaching hard and uh, people were flocking into the church and giving their lives and becoming Christians, he realized that many people were not staying the path. They were trickling off, they made commitments, and then they left. So what he established is a small group model where we can hold each other accountable and support one another as we journey in this new life, this new transformation, right? And so what we have done is taken that model and started our growth groups. And in the growth group, we ask the question that John Wesley would ask others in the small group, how is your soul? How is your progress? How is your relationship with God? How is your relationship with people around you? What's happening? What's new in your life? And we pray for one another. And these groups help us uh, stay accountable to our spiritual life, our spiritual walk, and make sure we're staying connected with God. Just con a continual reminder that we are transformed people on this journey of, of growth in Christ. So those are our growth groups, and um, we wish, we pray, um, eventually as we continue to expand on that, that everyone who is a part of Advent Hope will be a part of a growth group. And that is a high commitment group. We meet regularly once a week. And honestly, it has been a major blessing. I'm on with the, with the staff. We have a growth group. And then we also have a growth group that meets as well on Thursday evening. So stay tuned for that. Those are our growth groups. Meetups. Next slide, please. The meetups are events that provide opportunities for the public to engage with the Advent Hope community. Next slide, please. The amount of engagement is up to the individual, all right? So you can come consistently, you can come as much as you're able. Meetups have a very low, uh, well, they're a low commitment. They're at your leisure. But we use this to also engage the public, have a space where anyone can come and participate. So those are our, our concerts, our holiday benefit concerts. We've turned uh, Taste the City, our community group, into a meetup because we're like, hey, just, just come on and hang and eat with us. This is a one-time event or we may do it again, but there's no commitment to whether you continue to come or not. But we have now meetups that has uh, been a great addition. So we, are, we have some. You'll hear more about that as we release uh, the meetups for 2022, and then we'll keep expanding on those meetups throughout the year. Next slide, please. Volunteering and partnerships. So speaking about service, okay, Jesus teaches us a great lesson about serving others and being served. Jesus had the ability to save the whole world, yet he was a poor man who depended on the means of strangers and friends. He not only gave to the community, right, healing, he went through whole villages healing the sick, and, but he also received from it. He was fed, he slept on his friend's couch, right? This is the idea behind our volunteering and partnerships. We would like to be interconnected with our community, which means that we not only give, 
to our community, but we also receive from it. That means you are actually a part of the community, all right? And that's really important. We don't want to be this outside uh, savior type player, right? Jesus is our savior. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> we are here to help one another. And so that's our uh, 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 volunteering and partnerships initiative. Next slide, please. We do have an initiation process. So how does one become a part of the Advent Hope community? All right. So through baptism or through profession of faith, okay, or through a, maybe you were a member at a church elsewhere and you want to transfer over to Advent Hope, okay, that is how you join the family of God as uh, the global community and also this local chapter here um, at Advent Hope, this local congregation. So everyone who chooses to be a part of the Advent Hope family will participate in specific classes and groups to acquaint them with the community and also promote growth in their discipleship experience. So everyone will get, everyone needs to go through a welcome gathering so that you know how we do things here. Everyone needs to go through a gospel presentation because surprisingly, even though some of us have grown up Christian, we still couldn't actually explain the process of salvation. And that's okay. We're learning, we're growing, and we want to make sure you feel equipped and confident in your own faith. In conclusion, so why is having a discipleship plan important? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. The people perish. Our whole life discipleship is a part of our vision here at Advent Hope. We desire for everyone to experience genuine transformation. But more importantly, we want to be a community that you can come to and say that you experienced change, whether big or small, in some part of your life. We want everyone to be able to say that they experienced God in some way, big or small, as a result of being connected to this community. We don't want you to leave in the same condition which you came. Now, God is the ultimate source of true change. And, and if we can provide a space, an event, an opportunity for you to meet him, to know him, to engage with him, then that is our vision. Again, Romans 12, 2 says this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We pray that we'll be able to experience this this year at Advent Hope.